What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney. This is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actress Michelle Williams in the movie Late Night. Let's first talk about actress Michelle Williams. She has become one of the best actresses on the planet. And if she is in a movie, we should all take time out of our daily lives to see said movie. She is a movie star. I have recently watched some of her movies, and she is insanely good in every single one of them. This is somebody who's been nominated for two Oscars for leading and two Oscars for supporting roles. That is four Oscar nominations. She is a perennial Oscar contender. She is one of the very best, and I think she's incredibly underrated because a lot of those Oscars come in smaller movies than not everyone has seen. Not everyone has seen Blue Valentine, and not everyone has seen my week with Marilyn. But these are two of the best performances of this past decade that has propelled her to this insanely good career. I mean, I was a little too young to see her in Dawson's Creek, but when I first saw her in Brokeback Mountain, you're like, wow, there's something special about this person. She has some weird energy that's wicked intense, which by the way, if you listen to this podcast, you know I love intense actors. And Michelle Williams is at the top of the list When it comes to intense moments in movies, just watch the movie Blue Valentine. It will blow you away. Her performance going up against Ryan Gosling and this couple that's clearly breaking up. If there is a movie about a couple breaking up, she should be the star of said movie. In the movie Blue Valentine, she breaks up with Ryan Gosling. In the movie, the underrated classic movie to me, Take This Waltz, she breaks up with Seth Rogen. These are heartbreaking moments that you feel like she is going through them really in these two movies. Blue Valentine and Take This Waltz. In My Week with Marilyn, she plays Marilyn Monroe. And you're like, wow, the way she's dealing with fame. You think, Michelle, if you see a Michelle Williams movie... You believe Michelle Williams is going through what the actual characters are going through. It feels real. She has real, raw, intense energy that's just, it works in any kind of movie setting. She has a small part in the Leonardo DiCaprio movie Shutter Island, directed by Martin Scorsese. She is his former former wife who ends up Guess what? Killing their kids. I'm going to spoil the movie. Everyone's seen Shutter Island. She is scary in that movie. She is scary. She is barely in the movie, but her impact on that movie is such where you're like, wow, I can't think of an actor who could have that big of an impact on a movie and that little screen time in the movie. Again, this movie has Leonardo DiCaprio and Mark Ruffalo, who I've done a podcast on, and they are extremely good in this movie. Michelle Williams doesn't even have a quarter of the screen time that they do, and yet... You, I came out of that movie being like, wow, Michelle Williams was scary good in that movie. It's a scary, intense role. It's a, Again, it's a horror in a way. She, What she's doing in the movie, you're just like, wow, you feel like she's somebody who wants to kill her kids. It's intense. It's nuts. There's not a lot of actresses, I think, that could have pulled off that role. And again, in a big budget movie like that, she's had a run of some big big budget movies, Shutter Island, Oz the Great Powerful, she was Glinda the Witch, she was in Venom, she was in The Greatest Showman, I mean, these are the bigger budgeted movies, I, I like The Greatest Showman, she was really good in that, 
I had I had a real issue with what happened in Venom. I think her relationship with the Tom Hardy character was just botched. I mean, in the first 15 minutes of the movie, they were broken up and you never really got to see that relationship. They didn't let Michelle Williams do what Michelle Williams does brilliantly. Again, I just talked about these two movies where she breaks off these relationships in Blue Valentine and Take This Waltz that are some of the most intense moments ever and they didn't let her go through that the breakup scenes are the best things that michelle williams do if you are going to have someone break up in a movie hire michelle williams to be part of that breakup and venom they had it and they didn't use her properly and what i find so interesting about michelle williams in those breakup movies that i just talked about they're the complete opposite kind of breakups in blue valentine you are on her side you believe she should ditch ryan gosling who has become his character has become an alcoholic and you're like wow good for you and take this waltz she becomes the villain because you like the seth rogan character yet the fact that she is completely Completely believable as both the hero that you're rooting for in the breakup and the villain in another movie. I think that's the rarity of Michelle Williams. The fact that she can do both things. The fact that she can break up with Ryan Gosling and you're like, wow, I'm totally on your side. And the fact that she can break up with Seth Rogen and you go, wow, you really made a huge mistake. And the fact that she can play both of those things so real and yet you feel bad for her in both instances because in the end, in both movies, she She's equally not winning because in Take This Waltz, she's in this new relationship that she doesn't feel the same way about this guy that she did with Seth Rogen. She went for the short-term happiness over the long-term sustainability of her relationship with the Seth Rogen character. In Blue Valentine with Ryan Gosling, she now is a single mother and she loses in both situations. But in both movies, she is the opposite of her other character. I think not a lot of actresses can pull that off. In one movie, be the one who's making the right decision. And then in another movie, be the entire villain of the movie. Yet still likable in both movies. Blue Valentine and Take This Waltz. You should see these movies. If you want to see breakup movies, these are intense. I mean, Take This Waltz is a little less intense, but it starts to get heady at the end of the movie. I think one of Michelle Williams' most recent performances that was absolutely brilliant was All the Money in the World. This was based on a true story. Her kid get her son gets kidnapped. She has to go to her rich father-in-law played by Charlie Plummer and tries to get help. The way she plays it, she is going up against Chris Plummer. She is going up against Mark Wahlberg. She delivers the absolute best performance of this movie. She was nominated for a Golden Globe. She should have been nominated for an Oscar, her fifth Oscar for this movie. All the money in the world is one of those big blockbusters. There was so much made about the pay gap between Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams that how good the movie actually was. It's a Ridley Scott movie. I mean, there's a reason that Martin Scorsese Zazy Ang Lee, now <laughs> Ridley Scott, that some of the best directors in the business are working with Michelle Williams. It was one of her best Sam Raimi and Oz the Great and Powerful. I mean, her chemistry with James Franco in that one is insanely good. These are the best directors in the game. And again, her going up against Mila Kunis and Oz the Great and Powerful. I thought that was a really good movie. Again, The Greatest Showman, she's with Hugh Jackman. That was a that was a really good movie. I that shit, I don't, 
Again, Hugh Jackman really dominated that one, but I thought that was a really pretty good Michelle Williams performance. And again, all the money in the world out of these movies, this is the one. If you want to see how good Michelle Williams is, her scenes with Chris Plummer are really good. Her scenes with Mark Wahlberg are really good. Her scenes with her son, played by Charlie Plummer, no relation to Chris Plummer, by the way, are really good. She's just so good in that movie. I thought that was an underrated, that's her most underrated performance, is in All the Money in the World. Then you have My Week with Marilyn, when she's going toe-to-toe with Eddie Redmayne, who's up and coming. Eddie Redmayne hasn't really become Eddie Redmayne when that movie came out. I thought that was a really good performance. You, be- She is the only person on this earth who could have portrayed Marilyn Monroe and she did it beautifully I thought that was a again she upped the movie I don't think that movie is interesting enough without her in it that's the power of Michelle Williams making things interesting that really shouldn't be that interesting like if somebody were to tell me describe the plot of my week with Marilyn I don't think it's that interesting of a thing to be a movie but because Michelle Williams is in the movie being Marilyn Monroe that's the selling point of the movie overall now I need to talk about her overall best Best performance. I think this is the best performance, maybe, of an actress this decade. Manchester by the Sea. Her and Casey Affleck. There is a scene where they have been broken up for a really long time. Their marriage has been... I don't want to break Manchester by the Sea. I don't want to spoil it for you. It's one of the more... Again, it's a really depressing story, but there are some powerful moments. And their reunion scene where Michelle Williams is seeing Casey Affleck's character for the first time is the best scene in a movie this decade. It is a heartbreaking scene. You feel bad for the Michelle Williams character because she wants to communicate with Casey Affleck, but he is trying to move on in his life. And I think why this movie is so good and why her performance is so good, because in the earlier of their relationship, you can see how magical it is and they're really united. But then one mistake changed their entire thing. I think there's a side in both of them that thinks that they should still be together even though this thing happened and I think they both regret that but it's understandable why they're not together that's why the movie's powerful that's why Michelle Williams is one of the best actresses in the world because you can see it in her face in the performance she still cares about this person and she knows she maybe shouldn't it's it's really compelling it's really interesting and again you won't know how to there's no real there's a big reason why they are broken up but there is no reason in their actual relationship why they're broken up. It's not that he's a bad person. It's not that she's a bad person. Something really terrible happened to them and their family that he has taken most of the blame of. She doesn't hate him, but he thinks he do- he thinks she does. And that's what makes that movie really interesting. And her performance in it is bonkers good. I was all for Casey Affleck winning the Oscar. I, I'm i a huge Casey Affleck fan. Michelle Williams also should have won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. I don't even know how much she's in that movie. There's a lot of scenes where it's just Casey Affleck and Lucas Hedges, but her performance in that movie really made that a great movie. Again, Lucas Hedges is really great in that. Casey Affleck is really great in that. Michelle Williams blew me away. I became a Michelle Michelle Williams after seeing the movie Manchester by the Sea. So these are the 10 movies you have to see if I've sold you on Michelle Williams as an actress. 
Brokeback Mountain, Blue Valentine, Shutter Island, My Week with Marilyn, Take This Waltz, Oz the Great and Powerful, Manchester by the Sea, The Greatest Showman, All the Money in the World, which I couldn't recommend anymore, and Venom. See these movies. See what I'm talking about. Michelle Williams may be the best actor of our time. She is really one of the best actresses working in Hollywood. And if Michelle Williams is in a movie, I will sit down and watch this movie, and you should Switching gears, I'm now going to talk about the movie Late Night starring Mindy Kaling and Emma Thompson. You, of course, know Mindy Kaling from The Office and The Mindy Project. She's been the darling of TV comedies for over a decade, and this is her making her debut as a movie star. She also wrote this movie. Emma Thompson is in this movie. This is a big-time movie for Mindy Kaling, where she tackles a lot of issues, aging, relevancy of talk shows, male comedians, and nepotism. Here's a quick synopsis for the movie Late Night. Emma Thompson is starring as Catherine Newbery, a talk show host thing, Jay Leno. She has been a talk show host for over 20 years, and her relevancy is dwindling in the eyes of the American public, and her producers think that she should hire a female writer to shake things up. The issues, Emma Thompson's character does not get along with females in general. And then enter Mindy Kaling, who's playing Molly, who wins a contest to interview for the job of comedy writer for for the Catherine Newberry show. And she interviews, gets the job because she's the only female who's interviewing. And then she starts to get along with Catherine Newberry. And they form a thing, Devil Wears Prada, Anne Hathaway, and Meryl Streep type relationship. Here's what I really enjoyed about the movie Late Night. First, Emma Thompson is great at playing cold and distant characters who lighten up in the end. Like in Saving Mr. Banks, where she plays P.L. Travers, the person who wrote the Mary Poppins book and has to sell the rights to Walt Disney to help him make the movie that became famous, Mary Poppins. At first, she really doesn't want to sell the books, and he has been trying to make this movie for over 20 years. Again, she starts off cold and distance, and then you start to really, there's more to that character than meets the eye. This is a similar like, this is a similar like performance in this movie, which I really enjoyed. It's similar to Saving Mr. Banks. Although I like Saving Mr. Banks a lot better, I think this movie builds on what Emma Thompson is really good at, and that is a real good thing, because Emma Thompson is a really good actress, and she's really good in this movie. She's really good in Saving Mr. Banks. That's what I really liked about Emma Thompson's performance in this one. She's cold, she's distant, she's had this job for... 20 years, she takes it for granted, and you're not rooting for her character in the beginning, but then you start to see there's more to her than meets the eye. Then there's Mindy Kaling's character, Molly, who I'm not sure if I really enjoyed all that much. I think there was a difficult plot as to how Molly got that job, and she felt like she'd earned that job. I wasn't really sure what was going on with the Molly character. I think that should have been dived into deeper. Because she was a fan of comedy, she worked at the chemical plant, Like, it's a really confusing plot. Yes, she worked at a chemical plant, won a contest to be a... To get an interview with any business in the world, and she decided to get an interview with a late night talk show, 
and got the interview. And then later in the movie, when she is fired from her job, which she hasn't really been qualified to have in the first place, she gets a job at Seth Meyers' talk show, Late Night with Seth Meyers. I'm supposed to believe that somebody who had never been a comedy writer... Worked at a chemical plant, got an interview, got the job, then was fired, would get a better job than that. There was just something about the Molly character that I think was a big misfire for this movie. I enjoy Mindy Kaling. Again, I enjoy what she was going for. She's talking about things like male comedians getting jobs they don't deserve. She's talking about aging, relevancy of talk shows. Do we even care about talk shows? Nepotism is dealt with in this movie where Reed Scott's brother, Reed Scott has a brother in this movie who his character has a brother and he's trying to get a job over her because he's his brother. But then in that same movie that's dealing with all those things, I'm supposed to believe that this Mindy Kaling character, Molly is qualified to be a comedy writer. This is her first job ever in the comedy space. There's just something missing there that I'm just not understanding where she's coming from. Mindy Kaling was worked her way up to get a movie like this, to become a comedy writer, to write The Office, to be on these things. I just don't understand why she wrote a character so underwhelming in a movie. Emma Thompson is the best thing in this movie. Mindy Kaling's performance was okay. It was okay. It was okay. It's good acting. I didn't think she was the reason this movie was all that good. There were some things about this movie that were kind of messed up about her character that I just wasn't rooting for her at all. There was no attachment to the character. It was a good plot. It made sense for a movie, but there's something missing. There's a missing link here, and the missing link is that I didn't like the Molly character as much as I think I should have. Yes, she does a benefit for cancer. That's great, and you're like rooting for her, but there was nothing in there. Why is she living with her parents? Why has she not succeeded? in life why is she just getting into it i get that she was shy and she didn't want to do comedy but if i just decided tomorrow that i was sh- that i'm shy and wanted to do comedy and i'm not going to be shy anymore i don't think the tonight show would hire me for a job so yes there's there's something that i can't there's not a believability about this movie at all there's just not and i think it tries to deal with real issues while being a completely ludicrous plot which is something that i think doesn't do the movie as it does the movie a disservice to try to deal with real issues and to make me think about them but then to have a plot where a character gets the job of her dreams by winning a contest, loses that job. Okay, I kind of bought that one. But then you think I'm going to believe that this character would get a better job with Seth Meyers because she'd earned it? Like, what did she earn? I guess I just, there was a, I get it. I guess I just didn't love the movie as much as I thought I was going to love the movie. And what was going on with that character? I enjoyed John Lithgow in the movie. He's always good in every movie. There were some things I didn't understand how his famous, how his character was famous. Was he a writer? Was he an artist? Was he a musician? That was really vague. I think he was a musician because he was playing the piano. They really didn't, un- they really didn't explain well why he was famous because he's married to somebody famous and you're supposed to think that he used to be famous and it wasn't really well explained why he was famous. And then Reed Scott plays like the head writer on the talk show. 
he was really good in this movie. Him versus Mindy Kaling was interesting. They formed a friendship. Those two characters were really good. And this is when the movie really starts to lose me. Hugh Dancy. If you don't know who Hugh Dancy is, watch Ella Enchanted. He plays the prince, who we all like. That's the only movie I've really ever seen Hugh Dancy in. And then, let's... Fast forward, look, 15 years later, he shows up in this movie late night. He is playing a comedian, a stand-up, a writer on the show named Charlie. He is both good and bad in this movie because his character is flawed, it's complicated, and he's the real problem of the movie. Charlie's Charlie is somebody who's had an affair with Catherine Newberry, who shakes things up. He's, you, you're meant to believe at one point he's going to fall in love with Mindy Kaling's character. It's just the weirdest plot ever of a movie, and it feels like something would, that was just added to make this movie more exciting. I have a real issue with the Hugh Dancy character, although I loved him in Ella Enchanted, but he was not that good in this movie. It's just a really messed up lot. He was okay in the movie. He was good. What was going on with this character was not good. It was not good storytelling what was happening with this character. And this is this is my last big issue with this movie. I did like Late Night. It's good, it's not great, but this is my last issue. The new boss coming in and shaking things up and everything's going to change narrative is becoming tiresome in movies. The boss in this movie is played by Amy Ryan, who was nominated for an Oscar for Gone Baby Gone. She was in The Office. She's in the movie Beautiful Boy. This character is ridiculous. Everything changes because the new boss is coming in. Come up with more of an interesting plot as to why this talk show was shaking things up. I just feel overall, this movie is enjoyable. It's really good and it could have been great, but it has me at least interested in what Mindy Kaling is going to do next. She needs to write better characters for herself to play because again, I didn't really like Molly, but she did a really great job with the Emma Thompson character, with the John Lithgow character, with the Reed Scott character. I am interested. This is a good beginning for Mindy Kaling becoming a movie star. She's close. She's just not quite there yet. I enjoyed Late Night. I do. I, again, I think it's really good. I don't think it's great. I think it's massively flawed with some real issues that I hope she works out and I hope she makes more movies because Mindy Kaling is really funny. And maybe that's another thing about this movie. It wasn't that funny. And maybe it wasn't trying to be, but to be in a comedy world about comedy and to not be, to be so uptight, I, again, I like the movie. It just wasn't great as I thought it was going to be. I came into this thinking I was going to love this movie. I didn't. I just really liked it. You should see Late Night. But again, I think you all agree with me. It's good. It's just not great. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Please rate, 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 rate review, and subscribe. This week I put the spotlight on actress Michelle Williams in the movie Late Night. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on two movies, The Kid and Hotel Mumbai. Thanks again for listening, and please rate, review, and subscribe.